right perspective. Today, we're going to recap and discuss two science fiction films, Terminator from 1984 and Terminator 2 Judgment Day from 1991. Both were directed by James Cameron and both were box office hits. Terminator had a budget of $6.4 million and grossed $78.3 million. Terminator 2 had a budget of about $100 million and grossed $521 million. These numbers might make these movies a classic in some circles, but today we will determine if they are classics from uh, the right perspective. So we'll do a recap and then we'll discuss plot and direction and characters and acting and cinematography, sound and music. And then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol picked especially for this discussion inspired by the movies. But let's start off with intros. Kick us off, bro. Hi, I'm Aubrey Wright and I'm the oldest. I'm Janiah Wright. I'm the middle. And I'm Brittany Wright. And I am the youngest. <laughs> and you know, those who listen already, to our podcast. I already see how it's going to be. Those who listen to our podcast. This is, you need to just go to YouTube and check out a few of these videos. To see how pleased Brittany is with herself. introduces herself. That's what y'all need Since. to see it. You have to see it to understand since, it. Since 1985. Yeah, yeah. very pleased with her zone. The, the, day, the, the day the world sits still. Oh, August 28th, 1985. Oh my God. Oh, so good. <laughs> okay, no. I have a question. Is James Cameron the one, the actor? Is, is that who I'm, no? That's not him. I you know, know you who know, you're you talking know. about. Are you talking about that that guy with brown hair that was in? Like, <laughs> That's the curly hair. It's a family tie. <laughs> Isn't that James Cameron? You, 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 you know you all are destroying any credibility. <laughs> being, I, I, like, I know that name. I know that name. <laughs> What is his name? I know you're talking about this, but that's not that's <laughs> not him. He was in the Omega Code movie. Can, can, can we please like <laughs> we have to move on. Like there there is a good chunk of people who X'd out right there. <laughs> I know who you're talking about, Sis, but no, the answer is absolutely not. You're incorrect. Okay. But let me tell you, this James Cameron, <laughs> this James Cameron, y'all, these movies. Oh my gosh, you know, and and we we always talk at talk about oh, what makes a classic. Kirk Cameron. Oh. <laughs> Can we please? I, I listen. I, I got that us. last name right. <laughs> I need us to move on, please. It must be his cousin. Pretty pleased with a cherry on top. Oh gosh, I mean, you know what, bro? I, just, I I tend not to cut things out before posting our podcast, but this whole little section. <laughs> It might need to go. No. It might need to go. No. It might need to go. I, I mean, I leave it ultimately up to you. But I, you know, but please. Can, can, no, wait, Brittany, wait, wait, wait. Brittany, James get... Cameron is not Kirk Cameron. Okay. Wait, first of all, are we getting derailed here? Because you're about to get into it, Janiah. We are because and, we have And to. if you remember, Janiah had a homework assignment from last Oh god. Episode. I did my homework. So, oh, snaps. I, don't give me homework cuz I did my homework. 
And before we go, I know it's going to be very brief. I know you've done it, so it's very brief. It's very brief. But I need to have your completed homework assignment for the last <laughs> episode. In the Brittany, last don't episode. Don't we need to hear it now? Even before we move on? Yes, we need to hear it now. So let's go. In the last episode, I was <laughs> pretending that I understood a joke that I didn't understand. And Aubrey couldn't just let it go. He couldn't no, just let him smile and laugh and play along no. and Google it later. He called me out on the podcast when Brittany made a reference to Reynolds spoons and I didn't know what it was. And he called me out in a way that I couldn't continue to fake it. I couldn't, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do what I normally do, which is like, oh yeah, I love that hip hop song. I couldn't do it. <laughs> and so I did look it up. I accepted my homework assignment. And I did look it up and I see that Riddle Spoons is from the show Martin. And it was a business idea that that uh, Cole was pitching. And he just kept saying, Riddle Spoons. And the way that he was doing it, it was like, you're like, was it written like that? Or was he just spontaneously saying it over and over again? And we just watching the actors reacting character being annoyed with him. It's very funny. Clearly it is an iconic moment because as soon as I Googled it, it was everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. Yes. It was yes. like all these YouTube clips, everybody made yes. fun of it. Right. I had I had no idea. <laughs> And I know I must have seen that episode at some point because I feel like I've seen I mean, every episode. At least Martin. once a year. But do you, re you, did, did, you remember, did you remember why it applied in the situation in which Brittany used it? Wait, what? No, I didn't go back. Okay, well, the reason why it was funny was because what Cole would, would frustrate everybody with this idea. <laughs> and it was saying. funny because when you were coming up with your ideas for <laughs> the symbol for last podcast. Head in a jar. Oh, I kept I kept trying to come back to it and it still wasn't working. And Brittany was like, <laughs> and it was just flawlessly time. It was flawlessly time because the feeling that everybody was getting when Cole was doing rhythm spoons, that was the exact <laughs> And it was just perfect. It was a perfect moment in time and I was just like no Janai needs to know what this was a perfect comedic moment she needs to understand like I, we can't just let this go so anyway we're very happy that you did your homework oh. I, I'll give you a B because you didn't do the second part I but you still, get a, part. You still get a B but can I All just right. say I love when I finally can get an inside joke that everybody else has been getting for decades <laughs> So I'm so happy that I now get and that. I can I can say tune in for the next one. <laughs> How many times has that happened? And I I just missed it. Well, guess now what? I guess it. what, folks? Tune in for the next one. You don't know when it's gonna happen, but it's coming. All right. All right. So oh keep gosh. it moving, G. I okay. just wanted to cover the whole quick. Let's get into it. I did my homework. Okay, the next one is voting symbols. And this is how it came up in the last. <laughs> uh -oh. this, was, this was the Rhythm Spoons framing from the last uh, thing. Hit me with them, sis. Okay, so did y'all come up with any voting symbols? You know I don't come up with any until this very moment. <laughs> I have some ideas. Yes. Do you want to go with yours, bro? Because I have three. No. You I, you have to go first. I, okay. I, I, I wait for this. Where did you break tradition? Where did you break tradition? This is my favorite part. 
this is my favorite part and I can't wait. And I want to tell you all, much like head in the jar, I have a favorite. Uh, I have okay. a favorite. Okay, so <laughs> the first one is obvious. This is the most obvious one, which is the red eyeball. Okay, that, so the red eyeball, the Terminator, that is how we knew in the first movie that the Terminator was dead. But it's also how we knew in the second movie that the Terminator was alive. Do you see that red eye? Brittany, here's, here's it served two purposes. Brittany, here's the, here's the problem. Sometimes I'll like her idea until she explains. But I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even know that. She made it too deep. She made it too deep. And the second All one, right. the yes. second one is a switch box because that is how the Terminator ultimately dies. The, you know, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator, the T-100. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he dies. Because in the first one, she hits the switch box and it smushes him. And in the second one, he hands her the switch box and says, it has to be done. Okay. And then she presses it and then he is That's deep. That's good. That's I don't care what y'all say. That's good. Now the third they're one. Never, they're, they're never not well thought out. That's box. not the question. Deep, yo. Yeah. And I had to look up what that box is what's called. It's called it's a called a switch box. Yeah, now, the fact that you had to look it up might <laughs> let you know it's not the best. Now, I, I, call it the, I was the big yellow the, button. I was box. like machine button pad. Yellow button box. I did. I was like red, yellow, green buttons mm. in machinery. That's good to know. Industrial on off. It's called a switch box. Now. <laughs> Your Google was like, what? It was. It was like, you're not <laughs> giving me helpful information to solve this problem. <laughs> the third one is my favorite. And it is the photograph of Sarah Connor. Now, these movies are essentially about time travel. But here's the thing about a photo. It is a point in time. It is static. And the photo itself didn't time travel. Um, but that photo impacted multiple timelines of, the, of today and the future. So that photo, that point in time, it was a truth that really impacted the circular nature of these, of these, these time traveling storylines. That's my favorite one. That's good. All right. Those are my three well, proposals. See, here's, and I, I just, I, you never disappoint me. I just love, because <laughs> they're all, it's, the, the thing is they're all very well thought out concepts. Thanks, That's bro. never the issue. It's just, <laughs> if it's going to be a quick symbol, the fact that you had to look it up with Google is a, is a sign that, that's not a simple <laughs> but yes they are all fantastic concepts Brit, okay uh in my deep thought just a few seconds ago um <laughs> my first one is the mechanical arm and sunglasses Done. see janaya see see that's <laughs> Both of those are phenomenal. And I didn't 
Oh, I just I love it. I know I know I shouldn't say this. I just loved it. I love this podcast. I just do. I actually <laughs> gotta say the mechanical so- arm sis is really good. That's good. That's really that good, is good because you that know, is good. That as is you good. think about it, that arm. I, you know what? I I had I had two, which was the um the Terminator head. You know what I'm saying? Oh, because yeah. that was the when you see that, you know what it is. You yeah, know, the Terminator head. Mm-hmm. And I was also thinking of a shotgun because that was the um, you know, the central weapon in both. But to me, that sunglasses idea is it because that was key in both movies. And it's also a trope in all the subsequent movies. They and I didn't I don't even know why I didn't think of that, but like the Terminator doing the sunglasses is a thing in all of the movies. And so I think. My vote is that's it. Like, like my vote is for the sunglasses. I can roll with the sunglasses. I can. I can roll with the sunglasses. And, 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 I can also even, roll with the arm because I can uh, roll you know, with the arm at too. the end. I like the arm too. So if like y'all both like the arm, I can roll with the arm too. But just like because also remember dope. at the end, the good terminator in the second movie, he didn't he only had one arm. He had lost an arm by the end. And so it was that, you know, <laughs> there was a there was, was an arm that was that in the technology factory. <laughs> can we can we do it? It should be a mechanical arm. Can we do the zoom on my bridge next time? So I can <laughs> but but no, the, the, I, the arm the arm is good. But I'm just saying, like I know y'all are just introduced to the Terminator universe. But what I'm saying is that sunglasses thing is a thing. Yeah. And I don't even know why I didn't think about it. But like, if you notice in the second movie, you see how much they punctuated that. Yeah, they it was did. Because, it was a really funny it way. It was because it was like, yeah. this is, you know what I'm saying? This is the thing. And like, it even affected a whole generation of the type of sunglasses we wore as young guys <laughs> in that, who saw Terminator 2 in the the theater. Like, you saw those sunglasses everywhere. Like, in the, um, you know how they have the sunglasses huts and stuff? Like, everybody was trying to find the glasses that looked like the Terminator sunglasses. So, when you just said that, it just snapped me back. Like, I don't even know how. I I mean, I, I will say, as a person that had not seen these movies, until the last two weeks, I had an awareness of the sunglasses as being an iconic part of that yeah. that imagery of Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it is it is something that's so clearly a part of the, like iconography of all of this. Yeah, yeah I, I can like go that. with the sunglasses. Yeah, Britt. I can roll with that, it. That was a good one, Britt. <laughs> and you know, one. and you know, it's funny because when you start superimposing the um you know, the symbols, whatever we start doing that. Like, that's one that's easy to put up, you know? Yeah. Like, like You're sunglasses right. or sunglasses with a line through them. Like <laughs> oh, gosh. Now, bro, gonna, you're, you're shocking my mind to Channel like, 9 to know that it informed fashion because it was just... 
Man, I can't wait to talk about this. Let's, okay, let's all right. Well, let's get through the recaps then. Let's get because we did. We got we got to get in here. We got to get into this discussion. Yes. The recaps are fast, bro. Your favorite kind. So, yes. let's recap Terminators one and two. And this is spoilers, y'all. We do recap, okay? And it is we do spoilers because a lot of the the, the content that we cover, people haven't seen in a really long time, and so we do a refresher. For those folks that want to tune into the podcast, but haven't taken in the content in a while. So in Terminator, which stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael, ba- I, I want to pronounce it, Bain, Linda Hamilton, and Paul Winfield were in 1984, which is actually the year the movie came out. And you have to think about that as a viewer. And we meet a young woman named Sarah O'Connor. And she has a simple life. She's a waitress, you know. She lives with her best friend. You, you didn't a, say O'Connor, right? I said I said O'Connor. It's it's Connor. It's, Sarah oh Connor. my god! Oh my god! I couldn't let that go. I'm that sorry. is one of the I, most I, I, fundamental I, and I, most I, I important. Could, I, could, I mean, thank, no, bro. Thank the you. Phone book. Yeah, we, we. I couldn't let that go. go bro, ahead. good call. Good call. All right. <laughs> she made her average. Right. See? <laughs> She ain't ain't safe. She ain't not safe, Patty's day. And the name is so important. You cannot mess up the day. It's everything. We meet this young woman named Sarah Connor. And she has a simple life. She's a waitress. She lives with her best friend. And she has a stylish 80s mullet. She's just having a good time. Little does she know, a human-looking cyborg assassin known as the Terminator has traveled back in time from 2029 to 1984 to kill her. That's Why? a bad day. Why? That's a bad day. It is because she is destined to birth a son that would eventually lead an important resistance in the future. And the Terminator wants to stop that from happening. In the future... In 1997, a technology called Skynet has advanced to the point where machines have become self-aware. And for the sake of self-preservation, they use nuclear bombs and every you know possible weapon and tactic to kill most people, except for the ones that they keep as slaves and the ones that hide in the shadows of this sad, like post-apocalyptic looking reality that fight the resistance. That, that fight the machines, that resist the machines. And those people that are resisting the machines, they are being led by Sarah Connor's future son, John Connor. Now, as you can imagine, it takes Sarah a little while to believe this, okay? But she comes around when she sees in the news that everyone named Sarah Connor is being systematically killed. And then a random guy named Kyle Reese risks his life to protect her. Kyle is also from the future, but he has been sent back in time by her adult future son, John Connor, to protect her, to ensure he can be born. Kyle Reese does ultimately die while trying to protect her. But before that, he gives Sarah all the information she needs about her unborn son's destiny. And they even made love. And it turns out that her son had told Kyle so many stories about his mom, Sarah, that Kyle had actually fallen in love with her before he met her. 
just mm. based on stories and one picture. Sarah Connor does manage to kill the Terminator by mushing him in a gigantic compressor in a factory. The last time we see her, she is heading to Mexico, pregnant by Kyle Reese, okay, with Kyle Reese's baby, and recording messages to her unborn son about his destiny to lead this resistance to save humanity when the machines rise up. Then in Terminator 2, wait, wait, wait. And at the end, talk about the picture. You've been talking about the picture. You got to talk about how the picture was taken. And at the end, end, and she's on the run. She's on the run and pregnant, y'all. She's on the run for so many reasons. She's on the run because she was involved in what was essentially a massacre in the city of LA as the as the Terminator was trying to kill her and uh, was was taking out police, taking out random strange random bystanders okay trying to kill her she's now implicated in so many murders all right so she's on the run pregnant heading south to mexico and she stops at a gas station and she ends up chatting with a with a with a little boy there who's a little hustler little boy and he comes up to her and he's like you know um my father you know well what did he say he was like he said he said said, i'm sorry but my father will be he took it he took a polaroid picture of her yeah and said my father will beat me if i don't charge you five american dollars for this picture and she gave him four he agreed she said good it was the same good hustle kid and it was the same picture that turns out to be the picture that her (laughs) son would ultimately give to Kyle Reese that he would look at for years and years as he's falling in love with her in the future to the point where he agrees to go back to the past to save her life, which is ultimately a commitment to die. You know, he knows that his life, that he's giving his life for her, but he has fallen in love with her because of this picture. Mm. Oh, then in Terminator 2, Judgment Day, which stars what, Arnold Schwarzenegger, what, what? Linda Hamilton, Robert Patrick. It's 11 years later. Okay, 1994. And let me just say, that's interesting because the movie came out in 1991, but the story is yes. in 1994. So you have to think about that as the, the viewers at the time. Right. And Sarah has spent that entire time preparing herself and her son for what she knows is to come, okay? That son has been trained in combat tactics, what weaponry, technology, okay? And she has told him his destiny, all right? And along the way, she has become a warrior herself. When we met her in the first movie, she, she could only be described as a chickie, okay? That's the best word to describe her. She was just a little chicky you know, running around and we see her this time. Okay. She is, listen, you look in her eyes and you see number one, she done been through something. Okay. And number two, she about to get into something and then she's built. Okay. The muscles popping to and fro. She has turned herself into a gangster. Yeah. Yeah. And hither and thither. Okay. (laughs) And eventually she tries to blow up the technology company that invents Skynet. And that's the technology that is destined to turn on humanity. 
She gets arrested and institutionalized when she tells them why she tried to blow up the technology company to thwart a machine-led takeover of the world. And while she's institutionalized, her son, John Connor, is in foster care. And he has started to believe that his mother is indeed crazy and that everything she has ever told him is ridiculous and that his childhood growing up, you know, learning war tactics was absurd. And he gets over that, though, when a Terminator tries to kill him. And amazingly, another Terminator saves his life. Both obviously have been sent from the future. Now, the bad Terminator was sent by Skynet to terminate John Connor, okay? And the good Terminator was sent by future John Connor to save young John Connor. And the bad news is that the bad Terminator is a much more advanced model than the good Terminator. The bad Terminator is made of liquid metal and can shape shift to look like almost anything it has touched. And as a viewer, you're genuinely unable to figure out how it can be stopped because it is so adaptable. It is so adaptable. It just keeps coming back to life and morphing and, and reinventing itself and turning itself into weapon daggers. And it's just like, how can this thing be defeated? But guess what? Eventually they do kill the bad Terminator by melting him in a vat of hot steel. And they blow up the company that was destined to invent Skynet by finding the person who was ultimately the inventor of the technology and letting him know about what is destined to happen if he continues his work. And of course, he believes them after he meets the good Terminator. And I have to say that actor was Joe Morton, y'all. And I just wanna shout out to these movies because they had black people in important roles. I just. I want to shout out to, 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 to this, to the, to the casting. So he eventually, Joe Morton's character, he eventually does give his life to make sure that the factory gets blown up. Okay. And now here's the tricky part though. The only reason that he and his company were making the advances they were making was because they had discovered the smushed Terminator that Sarah Connell and Kyle Reese had defeated in 1984. And so it was in the killing of the first Terminator that was actually enabling and had become a catalyst, you know, most likely for the creation of the, the Skynet technology. And so you, you start to just realize how much the future is impacting the present, which is impacting the future, which is impacting the present. And your, your mind is just blown. Now, at the end of the second movie, they have bonded with the good Terminator because this was this, the first movie. We didn't have a Terminator on our side. We only had a human that had come back in the future. This time we had a Terminator and he had the kind of programming that allowed him to become more and more human the more time he spent with humans. And so because he was spending so much time with them, he really had picked up a lot uh, more um, ability to bond with the humans. And so he had formed a relationship with, with Sarah Connor, but more mostly with, with, with John Connor, with young John Connor. But at the end, he had accomplished his mission, which was to protect them. And so once the bad Terminator was, was, was done and they had burnt the factory down, the last 
piece, the last device on earth at that point that could have been a catalyst for or enabled what was to come was him. And so he said, you gotta, you gotta melt me down too. And then they ultimately melt him in the same hot metal that they used to kill the bad Terminator. Mm. The end. Or is it? Okay. <laughs> oh. Well, for for real Terminator fans, it's the end. But wow, <laughs> there's, there are many, many but stories. Bro, out there's there. so many more movies. When and I, I was and I, and I would around, suggest, there's like, there's I like a suggest, whole franchise. Yeah, yeah I would suggest you to watch all of it just for fun's sake, but please don't have any expectations. Were, were the other ones by James Cameron? I don't know. Or Kirk Cameron? He... Sis, I, I was really going to edit that out, but now it has to stay. <laughs> Look what you've done. Look what you've done. Now we're ruined. We're ruined. <laughs> Bro, but so the art, is it because Sarah they're O'Connor, bad? Is it because they're bad, bro, or is no, it because listen, they don't keep the storyline right? What, what what I'm saying is, is these two movies were perfect, yeah. and unfortunately, when you have juggernaut movies, the only sequel that doesn't make money is the last one. So it's a fact. It was it's a it, fact. It, it was just going to keep going, and really how many times can you rehash this particular concept you know what i mean so i'm just saying that i enjoyed them on the level like i enjoyed fast and furious movies or something but like i'm just saying and they're good action you know there's good visual effects always but these were not good action movies. These were phenomenal movies mm-hmm. that happened to be action within the action genre. Mm-hmm. So, and the sci-fi genre. And I'm just saying that I don't even want to, you know, I'm saying, I, I think they're worth watching. They're out but, there, but, but, but we don't, saying, we're, not, we're not gonna consider them. Yeah, yeah, but just, but just, um, oh no, we're, I mean, we would, nobody considers them classics. So okay. like, it wouldn't even be something that we would talk about on this mm-hmm. podcast, but. I'm just saying, just temper your expectations. That's all I'm saying. Just go and I, just watch I them. Had just no, I had no plan to watch any of them. Not that I don't mm-hmm. want to, but it was kind of just like, after watching the second one, I said, where else are we going when all everything is dead? Like, like that was my thing. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want anything to come in and be like, really? Y'all did that? Okay. I can't watch this. And, you and, know what? And, and you I, know, I hear well, that. What, what, I hear what, that. I, what makes me what makes me think about it think about what makes what makes me feel interested in seeing what else they came up with um, is because what we keep understanding through the movies over and over and over again is that it's the time travel aspect that's creating the loops and so yes, i could absolutely. just see i could see prequels because at this point we saw that the birth of of uh, John Connor was as a result of Reese coming of Kyle Reese coming back, and so I could see a prequel where there was a different inception for or conception rather for John Connor. Maybe there's a different John Connor. Like that's where my well, my mind goes. Like how did the loops well, get started? Well, what, what what I'm saying is is that. When Terminator came out, it was, I mean, I, I gotta imagine that 
James Cameron had to know this was going to be amazing. But just like you said, the budget was only six million. And I think it was just wildly more successful than they anticipated. And the movie was so good. These weren't known actors that we were dealing with. It was just an amazing movie, right? Mm -hmm. So when Terminator 2 came out, everybody was really hype. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was really hype about it. But when it came out, it was like, yo, this is amazing. It was like one of those movies where I can remember being in the theater and the reactions of the crowd to all the big moments. I can remember it. And what I'm saying is, is then Terminator 3 came out. And so expectations were really, really high because nobody knew where you could go after Terminator 1, but they knocked it out of the park. So the thing is like, we don't know where you could go with this, but we killed it. So so it was like, when you saw it and you walked out, it was like, all right. Oh, that's too bad. You know, so so that's what I'm saying. And it was just one of those things that, Obviously, it's unrealistic, but, you know, it should have just been stopped that too. But that being said, let's get into it. One thing I wanted to point out was one of my favorite parts of the movie. You said this in the recap, actually, and I, I just wanted to uh, go back to this. I don't think that Kyle Reese knew he was going to his death. And I don't think Kyle Reese knew he was mm-hmm. John's father. Mm-hmm. And I think that that put so much weight on the decision John had to make to send him back. Because not only did he not know he was his father, but uh, Kyle didn't know he was his, he was gonna be John's father. Because remember when he mentioned it, he was like, I heard he died before the war. And, uh, and the other thing is, is he knew he was sending his own father to his death so he could be born. So I just wanna say See, that- See bro, but that's, that's my point. It's like, the it, what what made John Connor be John Connor was Sarah's knowledge that her son had that destiny. So there could have been something that happened before Kyle Reese came back. John Connor's first father might not have been Kyle Reese. Is the point I'm making? Because well, well, I mean, well, well, well you're, you're you're going conceptually outside the the movie that because no no because john john connor knew that his mother needed to be saved but remember i mean the the point is it's like there had to be a point at which somebody came back from the future the first time do you see what i'm saying no well that and that well let me let, 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 let me let me say this as far as the understanding of the the concept of the movie. Yeah. That that loop is the concept. So 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 what I'm saying is is as far as the you know fandom of the movie, it's sure. understood that, that John that knew John knew was, that Kyle he, Reese was his Kyle father. Kyle was his father. Because even later on, that you know, so I mean there's TV shows, there's Got movies it. and all this kind of stuff. Okay, that's and an the, accepted the, premise. The, the, the point is, is that he Kyle didn't know. But John knew that he, because even if John 
that's why John had to give Kyle all the stories and stuff. And that's why John had to give her the picture because he had to build this affinity for them to have that one night experience. Because this guy, if he had told him, he would think about how innocent John really was. He, I mean, uh, Kyle really was, even though he was a battle tested yeah. uh, veteran, he had never even been with a woman. He was so green when it came to that. Yeah. And his brain couldn't have even handled the fact that not only was he supposed to fall in love with Sarah Connor, but he is John Connor's father. Like that would have blew his whole brain off. So yeah. like John had to send him back without even having that information, knowing that that was what was going to create this whole situation. And I'm just saying that, I don't want to take away from that decision because it was such a, an amazing part of that's yeah. one of the things that just made the writing so like and and I want to also say one more thing based on what you were talking about because when um when John when John did the uh 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 when, when Oh, I lost my train of thought. Let's get, let's keep going. I got I got too many. Well, sis, oh, what is oh no no no. Let me get, let me. It came back to me. You were talking about the um the the time travel concept, right? How, yeah. how it uh. I'm sorry, I'm just too. My brain is going too many places. But you were talking about the time travel loop, right? And I love how they even address that because nowadays time movie loops get so intricate. And like when they were questioning Kyle, it's the same questions that the movie goer might be so thinking. Yes. And the cop was like, look, I'm not a tech guy. I don't know how it all works. All I know <laughs> is I'm here and I have to start. No, I have to so brilliant. I to have to like, please ask the questions that we were all wondering while watching hey, you're, as, a movie fan, so as a movie goer, you're like, yeah, you're right. Let's just like, what are we talking about? Like, we're, right. you know, we're getting too conceptual here. What we know is that there is a Terminator here and this guy has to stop it. And that's he doesn't all. know that's nothing all about know. all of that. And you don't know either. Somebody figured that out later. But <laughs> what we do know is this is what's going on. And that is what also makes the movie good. The reason why you were able to give the, the recap simply is because it's a simple concept even though it's complex the delivery is simple it there is, is a there is a killer <laughs> robot there is a protector and that's it we that's have it. to and we're trying to save the future that's all oh. that's all sis what did you think what did you think especially <laughs> about just this premise like the time travel premise um, it made my, it was making my brain just do the circle. I was kind of cracking up. It was like the chicken or the egg. Like, you know, like <laughs> that's what, <laughs> that's what kind of, uh, started making my brain kind of do that little round and round type of thing. Um, but it, I remember when the movie first started, when the first one started and it was like 2029 and it made me kind of chuckle when I was like, wow, like this movie came out in 84. 2029 seems so far away right in 1984 like oh my god we're, we're every movie you see 
is like flying cars and you know like 2020 anything was just so far away and to think that we were watching this movie in 2021 to know that 2029 is eight years from now it was kind of like it, it was it was kind of it, it made me chuckle like we do have a lot of advanced technology I'm like but I don't know if it's going to take over the world but I was like listen listen Alexa okay well that's because so, they destroy Skynet so you good I'm good now. I'm good now. Duh. Duh. And so (laughs) I, I, so watching it from that perspective was kind of like, wow, this is crazy. And I appreciate people's imaginations. Yes. Also Uh. those parts of um, Arnold Schwarzenegger that are, you know, the, 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 the iconic parts where it's like, hasta la vista baby. And I'll be back. It was so funny to me watching how these things came about because I was like, who would have thought him looking around the police station and then saying, I'll be back would become this thing that everyone is like, I'll be back. And then to even think of Oscar Vista Baby, like he didn't say that John taught him Asa La Vista, baby. And so oh, it was just he punctuated it, baby. But he punctuated, he punctuated it. it, baby. So it was so it was just this thing of like, wow, this is this is this is crazy to me. Like these things that have come you, how you much know, it's permeated. Yeah, it just, just so because I if I was if I was watching, I'm I'm wondering how I would have received it back then. But right now it kind of was just like, okay, like that really, those two things really became a thing um within uh the movie and i will tell you this as well i really appreciated um the diversity of the cast yeah just i appreciated how this was this was just it was just a world can i speak on that for for a second (laughs) so good i i I just you all know that's one of my favorite things about a great movie Mm. is that um miles dyson for example, and uh, I forget the captain in, in, in the first one, I forget his name, but these were key characters and they didn't have to have a speech about how it was being a black man going through, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, I had to fight for everything I got. Like, <laughs> we didn't have to have that. It's just, no, this guy's a genius. He just happens to be black. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't even addressed you know what I'm saying? And I love all. the fact, you know, his wife was a black wife with natural hair. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it, it was just, Listen. you know, and, and nobody in, had to, In 91, like, And nobody like, had to address him. No. It was just, and that is what normalizes things. Even when, Thank like, you. I'm telling you, Thank you, when I when I was watching this movie um, as a kid, when I was watching uh, uh, Terminator 2 as a kid, it never even occurred to me that Sarah Connor was a female action star. Like it was just, she was just a bad ass action star. Like, I, you know, like I never even, and to me, that's what we should be moving towards. It's like, she's just, and they didn't stop her from female things or whatever they didn't take away from that either because she even had the little speech in the second one where she said you don't know what it is to create to have a you know a life growing in you but it was just that point she made right there was so heavy you didn't have to you know consider you didn't have to hit it over and over again and 
those themes to me made it all the little themes. The, when they had the, um, I even took this quote down that the Terminator said when he was like, um, it's uh, it's in your nature to destroy yourself. Oh, right, right, like, so, so like all good. these, all these little messages hit oh. so heavy mm. and they didn't have to hit any of them. Heavy. They did not. And that's what made them so impactful. Mm. So I just. Oh yeah, that line that. that she said, if a machine can learn to, to, to love people, then, you know, maybe there's hope for maybe us. Maybe there's like, hope. No, I, it gave I, I her think, hope. Well, let me see. I, I, think I, was, um, if it, I wrote if it down. If a machine to learn to um, value life, maybe we can't. That's too. it. I think that's yes. right. A machine is terminated. Learn to value life. Yep. Maybe we yeah. can't too. Yep. And I have yeah, to get the names of these actors right. So the, the black police chief in the yeah. first one was Paul Winfield. Yes, right. he's He's been in so much stuff. So I mean, much stuff. So much stuff. And then the um, then it was Joe Morton who was the scientist and the yeah. technology engineer yeah. or whatever in the second one. And then his wife was S. Epatha Merkerson. We all love yes. her. She's in yes. everything. She's in everything. So yeah. good. Uh, but bro, yeah. I just and love your point that they were just characters. They didn't that's, have to. That's what I'm saying. Everybody. Everybody. Even the extras, and, and, there was a reasonable number of of like black people in the extras. And just, That's just, all. And, diver just and diversity. And diversity, just in general. Just general you know, diversity. Just, 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 just show the world the way it is. Not you don't even have to make it better. Just show it the way it friggin' show is. It the way it Please. Is. Just show it the oh way it is. Oh my gosh. I That's feel like it. they can't, they they casted Miles' character just based off of someone who did well. They they he he did well during his audition and it was like this is this is Miles Dyson. Yeah, like, and you know what? There's and, no and way honestly, around it. Like and honestly, <laughs> even 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 if and I believe that, but even if he was saying I wanted a, a black, black person, I think they it, did it on purpose. I, I think they did it yeah, on purpose, I, I think and I think it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And what what I'm saying is is that either way, the way it was executed was. They did it to me flawless. flawless. So, so, so flawless I, without flaw. So, Perfect. So those because there were even, um, you know, because even in Terminator Two when she went and met the um, I, I think it was Mexican. The the, the, the guy was speaking yeah. Spanish because she yeah, was like, I think she was in you know, even, and yeah. I'm just saying th these people were just in the world, you know, mm -hmm. and, and and those were just phenomenal about that, you know. Oh, so man. that was great. Um, I'm gonna tell you another thing I loved about these movies. What, bro? Every can we on the casting real fast before you switch topics? Sarah Connor. If you think about her, like that particular actress, she is not Linda Hamilton. I, Linda Hamilton. Listen, she is a she's an attractive woman, but she certainly is not. She didn't have the kind of traditional beauty that we see nowadays nowadays you can't be a superhero woman unless you have a very you know certain kind of look if you can't, if you can't also be a supermodel she was, she was, in your she spare regular, time she was she was regular pretty she was, regular she was cute. just a regular she was cute. pretty cute was girl regular, cute. that was and, it and, and, and that's she was what going through regular so she was going through regular woman stuff she had, totally. had a roommate she had she was a guy dating, who date, date canceled. Just 
regular. And honey, she said, well, I'm, she still yeah, she went and got She went and got changed and whatnot. I said, I know that's right. Yeah, and they like- had to do, they, and that's again, just they, that was so brilliantly done because part of what you have to walk away from in these movies and what you do walk away from is with it is you walk away thinking it could be any of us. It could be any of us. Anyone could find themselves in the situation that the decision that they make, the child that they birth, you know, where their, the, the, their, their decision to, to take a step at work or not take a step, their visit, the, an innovation that they're offering the world could eventually and ultimately be used for evil. Everything we do could have huge and does have huge implications. And so they had to have a normal woman, just a typical woman. And I just think that was brilliant. Can, can, since you're talking about her, can we talk about her just in general? Because yeah. what yeah, I like, want to say is, is that you got to think about when, I'm sure that there was probably a concept for Terminator 2 or, or whatever, if it, but I'm sure that, I don't think that there was a conversation with Linda Hamilton, like, look, you know, seven years later, we're going to make a movie and you're going to have to, change your whole you know like that wasn't so I just respect her so much yeah because I know when they came to her with the concept for the second it was like look you are going to have to change your whole everything Everything. like like you're you're and not just your attitude I'm saying you're going to have to go hit the gym you're going to have to look like somebody who is preparing for the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to have the mentality of somebody who's preparing for the apocalypse. And when you see how she not only accomplished that, but mm. she didn't change the character because she was still Sarah Connor. Yes. You saw Sarah, yes. you saw Sarah Connor fighting when she was about to murder Miles Dyson, you saw Sarah come back for a second. Like she is without a doubt, one of the hardest people who've ever existed, but it's just, she's still her. She's yes. still her. How yes. can I become what I'm fighting against? And you saw that battle just happening in her face. And she was hard during before and after that. But in the first movie, she wasn't even looking like a hard person who was trying to be a soft person. She was just a soft person. That's it. And it was just one of those things where she was thrust And she wasn't even overly soft. She was just a normal level. She was just normal. Of, yeah, just a normal level of it, kindness and yeah, compassion. Just, just a normal, yeah. nice person. Mm-hmm. And who was thrust into a circumstance and stood up and yep. they even gave a little bit of the you know a little taste of it like when when she was pulling Reese and she and, and I love that part it's one of my f- favorite parts of the movie when they're in the first movie when they're fighting the Terminator and nearing the end Reese gets injured and he's falling down and now he's the soldier he's the vet he's the one who's been tell her what to do but you can see her mindset starting to switch yeah get up soldier get on your feet i was like oh my god and look that was another thing that these movies did so well they did there was not one setup that didn't have a payoff there was no fat in this movie there was no nothing 
everything had a had a everything had a reason. Everything was revisited later on, and everything. So even so, like I was looking at the um at Terminator. You know, when I, I was rewatching Terminator Two, even when she was uh trying to load the shotgun and she dropped one shotgun shell, and like that was a but at the end when she's fighting the T one thousand and she's trying to get it into the to the steel, she's bow bow, and she almost got him to the steel, and she's short what one, one. shotgun uh. shell, and then. The Terminator came over. He had the presence of thought. He had one grenade left and had dropped it to the back of the truck. And that they showed it drop. And what happened at the end? That one grenade was the grenade. He came over and killed the T-1000. I, I mean, that's just masterful. That so is just good. masterful so storytelling, man. In both. In both. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm Aubrey, I'm sorry. No, bro, Listen, it's so good. I already, I, sorry, sorry, I, I just sit and I laugh. I chuckled to myself so the whole sorry. time. So I said, this, when we look at action movies and sci-fi movies, this becomes the Aubrey Perspective I, podcast. I, I look, I love it. I love it because, I love it. I love it because, because you know what, what it is. <laughs> What it is, what and, and what I see when Aubrey is so passionately like reacting to these movies, y'all, you have to think back to when you were a child and you had an experience at the movies that blew your mind. That's that's what that was. So what what Aubrey is is talking about that these movies from our childhood. To me, it's like he's he's giving us that experience and I appreciate it bro I do because I even now it's so it's not often where you get a chance to truly have your mind blown you know and it's because we're taking in so much now but anyway when you have those moments where you're like mind blown I'm swept away I had an opportunity to fully be in a state of wonder and awe like true wonder and awe that impacts you and so that's I mean, what I see coming through when Aubrey's like, because, and, and, and I promise you, like in my head, <laughs> when I'm talking, I promise you, I'm like, shut up, Aubrey. Like, <laughs> I, 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 but I'm just telling y'all that. Like, I hope you, you gotta never do. You, you, huh? I don't want you to. No, I'm just saying. What I'm saying is, in 1984, right? I wasn't able to go see Terminator in the movies, right? Because you know, I'm a little kid. But Terminator was a phenomenon. And like back then, that is in the golden age of action movies, right? You know, that's when it was just fun to have a movie that was just like, there's some dude with a gun and he is just getting it on. And that's just all the movie was about. We ain't worried about high level concepts. And, you know, that was the Chuck Norris, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Will. I mean, all of these, John claude Van Damme, you know, these are, this is yeah. when movies were just, it was just fun. And what I'm saying is, is I was introduced to Terminator like everybody else on VHS and all that, all, all that kind of stuff. Or, you know, they would show it on TV, you know what I'm saying? So like, that's how I was introduced to it. And it was already a phenomenon and nobody was really expecting a Terminator 2. But guess what? 
And it Terminator was so 2 good. is coming. It was and so the good because- build up. And, and think about stuff now. Like you got video clips and all this kind of stuff that leads up to the movie. We didn't have none of that. All yeah. you got is a trailer right before the movie's about to come out. <laughs> right. And when we walk, just imagine walking into the theater, all the Terminator stuff is up on the, you know, the walls and you don't know what to expect. I, Aunt Lori took me to see it because, you know, mom and dad wasn't into that. And we're going into this theater. We don't know. You know, we're excited beyond imagine. But if you can imagine being in a theater filled with people and every moment you saw in Terminator 2 that was supposed to land, every single last moment when when, you know and they did the amazing job of building attention building attention but all of the uh comedic parts were just perfect they really were he he just burned a dude on a stove in terminator to, to he just beat up a whole room in this bar took the uh uh, shotgun off the dude. You know this is Terminator. You'll know what's going to happen. He rolls up on him, just takes the glasses. glasses. <laughs> and then it's something. Oh my God. I can remember it like yesterday. I can remember it like yesterday. Everybody was going crazy. You know and- what Ari reminds me of right now as a sports newscaster? I just want to say, give me two more. Just, just two more. The, the one, the one, the, the, when, when I'm going to tell you right now, when they were fighting that T1000, and, and when, let me tell you something, when that T1000 froze, the movie was long enough that you didn't feel the length at all, but the movie was long enough that that could have been the climax when he got frozen by the liquid nitrogen. That could have been the climax. So when he pulled up that gun, he was like, hasta la vista, baby. Boom, I'ma just let you know, I will never forget the theater right then. I will never, it was, everybody was standing up. It was just pandemonium. Like, and then, um, and then after that, we're thinking it's over. And then the little liquid, we're like- Coming back together yet again. coming back again. And so, you know, they ended up fighting him. We talked about him coming with the last grenade shell. But imagine all that tension, building, building, building. He comes with the grenade shell, boom, blows him up. And then it's like, we're emotionally exhausted. And then as soon as he walk in, I need a vacation. Just- <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I, man, it was just perfect. I'm it sorry. was, it was. And since, you know, I, you know, we, I wish, up. I can't wait for COVID to be over so we can watch some of these movies actually together, you know? But sis, I want to hear your reaction to like Arnold Schwarzenegger in these movies. I was just thinking about you, sis, and how you were probably reacting <laughs> to Arnold Schwarzenegger, the character. Yeah, she told me that he did a lot better job. I mean, she said he did a bad job, but- she was like, you know, basically step the game up in a second. In the first one, he didn't have any lines. He didn't. And I was, <laughs> was kind of checklist. My reaction was, oh, he didn't know English for real because he's from Austria. That <laughs> I was like, he ain't know how to speak. It was okay. And so I was like, he was just supposed to be cute. 
And so I think about how his character in the first movie, his presence was just, this is my mission. That is what I'm doing. And then there's nothing else about it. And so even that, because that was that was a quote that was in the movie. That might have been in the second one where the what was the quote? Um where 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 his where the Terminator was just basically saying like like this is my mission and like yeah. that that's what I'm supposed to do. And so of course, you know, I'm always looking for the deeper, like, oh my God. And so just watching. <laughs> yeah, but Janaya does it with the uh with the symbols. Brittany does it in the movie. Yes. That, that's just what they thinking get about how you do not need to let anything deter you from the purpose that you believe that you have. Mm. It does not matter what is getting in the way. If it needs okay. I need your clothes because I'm butt naked just coming from the future. Okay, well, I'm about to kill you. I need, oh, we're all at the, y'all there, all at the There's the mission. There's the mission. Oh, you want them $5 That's from it. me to uh to pay to get into this club to kill Sarah Connor? Boop, I'm going to mush you in the face and knock you on the ground. Like, it does not <laughs> you need a matter. Quarter? You, need a quarter you need a quarter out of this machine, out of this phone? Boom. <laughs> you can have all the quarters. Like there's a nothing that was stopping in him, the Terminator, in both movies from fulfilling his mission. Even the bad Terminator. I don't even think that that's going too deep. I think that yes. that because that is a lesson. That's a life yes. lesson you talk about life right there. Lesson. That's a life lesson because if you notice, even Sarah Connor talks about that. She's like, she's like, I'm looking at this in this insane world. This machine would never stop. He will never do nothing wrong. He will protect him. And he, if need be, will die to do that. That's right. Yes. And that's how you accomplish stuff. Yep. And that, that, and you know what? To, to speak to mm. even to that, because you all were talking about just the loop-de-loop type of thing that were that was happening. I think about John how that was hard probably sending his father. But then when you're being taught this mindset that this is for a purpose, this is for a reason. Everything's on the table. Everything yep. is happening. So I have to send you back because I That's have right. to be born because right. this has to, I have this to is more save what, Yes. And so just that mindset that you have to be like that. Um, mm. The other you part of you, 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 you training right now. You training. When, I feel like I'm at a, and when they like I'm showed, a And when they Father. showed John Connor of the future, again, he was not a supermodel. He was just a good looking regular it's guy. A regular guy. He was just he a regular was just guy. Any regular guy that had and been I, through something but had been determined. And I and, think about John Connor as a little boy. He was like talking to his mom. And this is something that is key for women who have boys which is, he was like, you're telling me I'm this great leader in the future. <laughs> you have to listen to me. Like, let me lead. And that was like, okay. She, since <laughs> she didn't I, press that CPU. Since she, I'm <laughs> so happy you brought up that mother-son dynamic because if you think about the task that Sarah accepted, okay? Because listen, 
there was so much of this that was still in her hands. She could have said, all right, well, I know the world's about to end in X number of years. I'm just going to hang out. I'm not going to have a son. She could have decided not to have that child. Yeah. You know, there's, there was so much that when she said, when she decided to have the child and when she made the commitment to raise him, to be the man that would be able to lead the resistance and save humanity, she had to do a couple things. She couldn't just create a warrior because we've seen that. That's the bad guy in every movie, right? The bad guy is the guy who, go cut it. the thing that, he is, go cut it. that he's so determined about is the fight, right? If she had raised that guy, he wouldn't have been able to lead the resistance. She mm-hmm. had to raise a person that had all the skills of that guy, but had an appreciation for life and yes. appreciated humanity. And That's we got Jesus. a chance to see, and the way that the movie showed us this was we had this little boy, okay? Had all these tactics, these warlike, warlike tactics and had at his disposal, a Terminator, okay? <laughs> a terminator there was a point where he was just like you can't go around killing people why do you keep <laughs> killing everyone and he said i'm a terminator of you know like uh, of course i'm what killing you, everyone what, i'm a terminator. I terminate. <laughs> and he said but listen my father my future me programmed you so that you could <laughs> come back here and listen to me and i am telling you not to kill people he had a terminator at his disposal when the when he was when his life was at risk and he instructed the terminator to value life and, and so I, that was our chance to see sarah had accomplished the goal she had she had built this child to understand what the fight was really about and the and, terminator just went around to shoot people in the leg after that <laughs> well, look, they I, don't make listen 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 all them people are still alive I also love how they showed um, that was another great comedic moment. He'll live. He'll that, live. Was He'll another, live. that was a good one. Um, but uh, when, when, that was another thing showing so good. The, char- the character of John and how he had to grow up quickly. That's right. And that, I like how they showed, they actually showed it because when he first realized that he was able to control this Terminator. He acted the way a 10 year old boy would act That's with right. the Terminator. Yes. Those dudes came over. He was a jerk. He had him grip him up, <laughs> but you saw him grow up more in the span of 30 seconds. He instantly realized, Oh, I took this too far. I got to rein this back in. Like, what I are have we doing to use here? my power for you know? good. I have and to. it was, but it wasn't rushed, but it was still instant. And some t- note that was another payoff. They showed him using the skill to you to use to steal money out the uh, ATM, which was the same skill he used to open up and and get to the key so that they could pull the chip and the arm out the wall. That's right. Set up payoff. That Woo! that that just makes. It makes you so happy when you see it, you know what I mean? Can I where tell you, like, the only, there was one moment in Terminator 2 where I was like, did I miss the setup? Because hopefully I did. And it was when the Terminator was, uh, the good Terminator was in the lava and he did the thumbs up. 
Was there well, a setup for that? Please say yes, because if well, not, I'm like, why did he do that thumbs up? Did I just miss the setup? Well, to me, there wasn't a thumbs up setup, but I to me, I'm, well, I'm gonna tell you why I thought. He said this I mean, in a perfect movie, bro, no, listen, listen, but, but every can, can single I, setup had Can I tell off. you what? Well, can I tell you what I thought the setup was? Mm -hmm. See, I didn't think the point of the thumb was that he showed him a thumb. I thought the point of the thumb was showing how much he had become a human, how much he. And I thought the setup was when they that. were playing, when they were playing. Uh, you know, when he was teaching them everything. When you do this, say this. When you do this, like just when he said, you know, say hasta la vista, baby. When they were doing high five, yeah. he was showing him how to be a human. And for me, the payoff was he became so much of a human, he could now do things just as a human would. So like, you, if bro. it was a human, if it was a human in that same circumstance, he would have just gave the thumbs up because that's what we would do in that circumstance. It's so all for good. me, that's how I interpret it like, Bro, thank Man. you. Bro, you just, you resolved for me the only flaw that I had with the movie, which was like, where did that come from? But bro, you helped me now to understand that was just seeing that he had really taken on so many of those human qualities. That's what I'm saying. Thank and you for that, was, bro. And there was so much, and it also made me feel like how much more conversation did they have yeah. in all of these hours that they were driving around and stuff like that, because they showed the um, end result and that, I'm gonna just tell y'all, man. Even as even as a little boy, who not a little boy, but like a teenager, you know, 13 years old, wanting to be tough and all that kind of stuff, as as little boys do, especially when you're in a movie like Terminator. Yo, when that Terminator was like, I now know why humans cry, but it that is was something I can never do. Whoa. Listen, Yo, I mean, everybody in the theater was like, <laughs> so good, y'all. So good. It's so good. It's so good. Now, it's so go ahead, sis. I, I have something to say that wasn't so good. Oh, but so finish. <laughs> so finish what you was going to say, sis. No, you go ahead, sis. <laughs> what I was going to say, how them graphics got better. It's <laughs> And Terminator 2. I was kind of just. I even like that though. They, they did. Please, I, please I just, don't hate on that really robotic. I was cracking up. I said, <laughs> you can tell when it turns to the robot and when it goes back to Arnold Schwarzenegger, but I still loved it. I was like. But look, but look or the crazy like... thing about it is that's the part that we love now. Like, like that's the, the like when we, cause the, the, the people who grew up with this movie, we love those parts. We love when he was cutting his eye out of the first yeah. one. It just looks ridiculous. It's it one was, of our favorite like... parts of the movie, because I'm going to tell you what, in 1991, looking at that liquid Terminator was like seeing Listen something. Here. It's still, you know, I, it's that, still. I mean, I was like, like when he threw him against that. the wall back. And it just morphed to him being facing forward again. Yo. And you all, you know what? Oh, well, you all know I've been studying, uh, you know, right, like comedy writing. And yeah. One of the things that you're, you're always asking yourself when you're building a reality, I'm learning in these writing classes, is if this is true, what else is true? Like once you create a truth in a scene, you have to just 
commit to that as something that is so fundamental in that reality, you know, it's like, what else is true? And so when I thought about the way that that bad Terminator, the, 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 the morphing metal Terminator was conceptualized and the way that they let us see, like the, the just somebody sat back and said, if something was a, a, a melting metal alloy. that could take on <laughs> every single thing it touched with, with a certain set of real reasonable limitations, what could we do with that character? And, and it was like, they and they did, did all of the things, even when yeah. it died and it, and as it was dying in the hot steel, it, it was taking all. on all the forms that had taken on. Like a computer breaking down. Right. And I was like, oh and my God. And then when I it can, melted can, into the crumbs and then it came back, I was like, they have, they have maximized can I, can, this character. Can I just piggyback on that point? How now movies get so complicated. You need a half hour of composition of uh, exposition just to explain what's going on. Yes. Cal Reese said, "Look, it's a combat chassis with uh, very tough, very hard to kill. Those are the rules. All right. And guess what that That's Terminator it. was? Very tough, very hard to kill. Not impossible, but." That's what happened. It didn't do something superhuman when it was about to die. There wasn't another bunch of small Terminators that jumped out <laughs> and tried to come after her. It stuck to the rules that they set up and they were reasonable rules. Yeah. They, nobody was overpowered. This next iteration of the Terminator, again, John asking the questions that the audience would ask, well, why doesn't it just become a pack of cigarettes? Why does it just make a, bo a bomb and kill me? Doesn't work that way. It, <laughs> it has to touch somebody and it can only make things of its equal size. Right. Rule. It can't make things like guns or chemicals. They have moving parts. Rule. Rule. What can it do? Stabbing weapons and stuff like that. Bang. That's it. We don't need to talk about what this Terminator can that's do it. anymore. So now we can just get to the point of fighting. Man, I just no fat on the movie, just which allows you one, to not have to try to follow the plot. You could just enjoy. And oh. another part of how the movie was definitely and making sis, sure that you're she, probably about to make our last point, sis, because we got to okay. wrap. Okay. Um, the the part that I was thinking of just about them continuing to just talk about human life and how important it is thinking about the things that Sarah Connor was going through as she was in that state hospital for years. You, someone electrocuting you because you won't acquiesce, someone beating you with a stick, that man, how, how, how many nights was he licking her? How what many nights, did, what else, what did, he else did he do? And so and I just- And she never shook. Never shook. She never shook. And so I was just thinking about how them, those pulling those things out for us to really see, although these people may have some mental um, instability, that there, you know, something may be going on or is going on, they're still human. So why are we not treating them like they are human? And so I think that that was another point of them just bringing out how we treat human life mm -hmm. and just how it is, we, we don't we don't value it the way we should. Yeah, um, and that there's when all people are in these situations. Guys. There's so many, and it was, the, and it was, the nature of bad guy, it morphs depending on the situation. Yes, yes. And that doctor from the, from the first movie to the second movie was getting on my nerves. 
Because he was so sarcastic. Watch. It's like uh, you're not even, but, you're but, not even but, listening. But, but also. But the other, the other thing, the other thing that. And bro, just, we got to wrap. You got to make the last we, we point, got, We got to wrap. But what I'm just saying is, is that that point that Brittany was talking about, like how they were treating Sarah Connor and how, uh, how committed she was. But here's the thing. There was a parallel moment between John and Sarah because both John and Sarah were skeptical prior to the stuff hitting the fan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, there, that was both a time where, where you could see in both movies where they had to make that mental switch to, all right, well, okay, well, now, clearly, now I got to see. I, I understand what's happening. I got to get it both. But yeah, I mean, we, we could talk about the, like, I literally could talk about these movies for hours. And like me and my friends still, when we were about, when I was about to watch um, Terminator 2, I was excited like I never saw before. I get more <laughs> excited every time I see it. And I'm going to tell you, I, I Terminator 2 was the last VHS I tried to watch. Because if you remember when Terminator 3 came out, Blockbuster was still a thing. And like, y'all remember how Blockbuster, when the, when the next movie was coming out, they used to... Um, uh, pull out the previous movie and you know they would put them all out and back yeah. then it was VHS and DVD and all the DVDs would get rented out first and then you know the VHS would still be there. I was like you know I got a nice VCR I haven't watched one in a while but let me get this VHS because I want to see this before I go see Terminator 3 I put in that VHS I watched it for three seconds I was like nope Click ejected that joint right out. So I'm saying, even that, even though Terminator 3 was not my favorite of the franchise, it still marks a moment in transition for me from the analog to the digital stage because it was just yeah. like, I, I, like, I can't. So, anyway, well, I could talk about all of this stuff for hours and hours. Just trust me, I know I talked all this podcast, I tried. My best. Yeah. I love Everybody it. I love it with all my heart. My I love it. And, and, and it's not it's not mysterious for any anyone who's listened to even one minute of this podcast. But we have to ask, bro, does Terminator do Terminator one and Terminator two get, get your my sunglasses. sunglasses? I wish I had more sunglasses to get. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I also yes. I, and, and I don't even like I don't even like ranking them uh individually because because I'm gonna tell you, each movie makes the other one better. I agree. I agree, bro. And that's, we've talked in other podcasts about what makes a good sequel, a good sequel. Okay. And Brittany was talking about how it makes it better, but it also can stand alone. Yes. Yes. It meets all our criteria for good sequel. It meets all of our criteria for classics, y'all. I definitely would give both of these movies individually sunglasses and together they get all the sunglasses. Yes. I, 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 I did not expect <laughs> to enjoy these movies at the level that I did. I actually, like one of these days I'm going to rank my favorite movies and I don't know y'all, these Terminators got to be in there. I really enjoyed these movies. As far as sequels, Terminator 2 is my favorite sequel of all times. We, you know what? One of the day, one day we'll do a, um, a right perspective where we do some rankings or something. That'll be fun. That'll be, That'll fun. be fun. That'll be fun. Sis, That'll be fun. what say you? 
I definitely get my sunglasses and it is because both of them can stand alone and be watched together and they're and they're great and they give you great feelings. And so I appreciate that. I feel like it's something where if I'm showing it to my kids in the future, they're still going to be like, oh my gosh, you know, so <laughs> I just, I appreciate that. And I want to say the sunglasses are probably from a black owned store because James Cameron clearly understands the importance <laughs> of diversity. Right. And I, I will, I just have to shout that out one more time. Y'all what, are what next, watching next. This, so this move, so Terminator 1 and 2 are a classic from yes. the right the perspective. Person. It has to be said. And Brittany has already Brittany, picked I like that this movie, oh, which yeah. is the right That's what Janiya does that. <laughs> the next movie, Brittany already picked it is Brown Sugar, which again, it's, it's the opposite of Terminator, clearly. Uh, but uh, is it though? <laughs> oh, we done got her started. We done got her started. Y'all tune in. Life is jazz. Life is jazz. Tune in on April 17th to hear our <laughs> review and discussion of Brown Sugar. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys.